really giving our lives over to God? What are these things that we need to, to let go of so that God can be God for us? Because I think what might be happening for some of us is we're, we're afraid to open our eyes. We're afraid to open our eyes, and so instead we would rather keep our eyes closed and reach out and grab the thing that we know as opposed to walking forward into the unknown and letting God do the work that only God can do. So we're gonna talk about opening our eyes. And there are three requirements for opening our eyes. Wisdom, courage, and faith. Wisdom, courage, and faith. These are the things we need to open our eyes. First, wisdom. Wisdom to face our past. And you can grab, a, grab your bulletin and write down these three things as we kind of go through them and take some notes. I'll make it real clear what you're supposed to write down. Wisdom to face your past. Ever wonder why it is that we continue to repeat the same mistakes over and over again? You ever wonder, ever wonder yeah, we keep kind of falling back into the same habits, the same patterns, the same routines. We cannot get set free from this one thing. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that we keep falling into the same mistakes over and over again? Is it because we're not disciplined enough? Maybe. Sometimes that's why, because we don't have enough discipline. Maybe it's because we don't want to change bad enough. You know, we just don't really want that change, and so it doesn't really take hold because we don't want it. But I think it's actually something deeper. When we find ourselves in the situation where we're going through uh, making the same mistakes over and over again, we're going through and keep doing the same things and find ourselves in the same habits, the same patterns, we need to ask ourselves, what am I holding on to from my past? What is it from my past that I'm holding on to? What is it that I'm just refusing to let go? Because our past isn't our past if it's still impacting the present. Our past is not our past if it's still impacting our present. So if there's something from our past that is still weighing us down, something from our past that is still holding us back, it is not the past, it's still the present, and we need to deal with it so that we can move on. If it's not properly dealt with, it's always going to cripple us from being the person God created us to be. Now, there are no perfect people, and I hope, I hope you understand that. I hope you know that's the the kind of church we try to be where we show as much, we, as much as we're comfortable with our imperfections and our flaws. Every one of us needs healing at some extent. Every one of us needs God to heal us from something. We need to be set free from something. We need God to work in some way in our life and, and it will continue to be that way until we die. We will never be perfect on this earth. We will only be perfect after God makes us perfect. So there's no one in this world that escapes the emotional pain of living in this world. Every single one of us has some kind of emotional pain that we're holding on to, some kind of emotional baggage, some emotional scar that we're just refusing to drop and let go of. And we're not gonna be able to move forward, we're not gonna be able to take a step forward into the future God has for us until we deal with the past, until we really let the past go and leave it behind us. We don't learn to transform the pain, we're just going to transfer it. If we don't leave the past behind us, we're just gonna carry it with us and keep adding that pain to whatever new situation we face. We're just gonna carry that pain and bring it into whatever new venture we go on. 
or just continue to transfer it. And if you've read the Bible, especially in the Old Testament, you see that you can actually transfer this from generation to generation. That there are, there are things that we need to deal with so that we don't pass them on to another generation. If we don't learn to open our eyes, we're almost doomed to repeat the past. So we need to open our eyes. We need to learn to trust God, that God has the best for us, that God created us with purpose. He designed us with purpose. He, he built us for a purpose, and that as we live out that purpose, we will find peace and happiness, and there will be things that we have to let go, but they are not nearly as important as the future God created us for. We don't want to repeat the past. We don't want to think about our past either. We just kind of want to leave it there, but we can't close our eyes to it. We can't be blind to it. We have to deal with it. So we have to have the wisdom to face our past. This is part of discovering how God wants to work. The second thing is we have to have the courage to deal with the present. We have to have the courage to deal with the present. You've heard us say, it's okay to not be okay. It's been a while since we've said it, but we've said that in the past. It's okay to not be okay. We just, we say it's not okay to stay that way. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay if you're, if you're having a problem, if you're dealing with something, if you're walking through a struggle. That's okay. We are all going to be going through some kind of struggle. It's just not okay to always stay in that struggle. Even the hardest struggles that we may walk through, God wants to lead us through victoriously. It's okay to not be okay. It's just not okay to stay that way. But here's something we need to understand. It's okay to not be okay even as believers. There's this kind of misconception among Christianity that, that once you kind of put your faith in Christ, then everything's just supposed to be magically perfect and fixed, and all of the stuff that you, th you dealt with in the past is no longer a problem, and you're just perfectly whole instantly. But I don't think that's true. I don't, I don't see that being true in Scripture. I see that as we continue to live out this Christ-centered life, that, that God will reveal those things to us that we need to shed, and there will continue to be skins that we have to push behind us. But we're never going to be fully perfect. So I think we need to kind of shed this idea that, that once we accept Christ, everything is perfect and hunky-dory and rosy and peachy. We need to understand that we all walk through seasons of life that are hard, that are difficult. We all have challenges that we face. We all have, face. We all have struggles that we need to work through, and we need to be a kind of community that accepts people in the struggle. So that thing that maybe has come to your mind, that, that same mistake, that same habit, habit, that same pattern that you keep going back to over and over again that, that you're not just not yet set free from, I have to ask, do you really want to change or do you just want the appearance of change? Do you really want to change or do you want to just look like you've been changed? I think a lot of what's gone on in the church over, over uh, especially the last 30, 40, 50 years is that there's been the appearance of change, but behind the scenes, behind the doors of the home, once we kind of leave this place, the facade goes down and we understand that nothing has really changed. We're still just the same that we were. We're just putting on a good show. Do we want to change or do we want the appearance of change? 
If we want to see true transformation as a church, our desire to transform has to be greater than our desire to hide. Genesis 3, 7, the very beginning. This is right after Adam and Eve sinned. This is right after they ate of the fruit of the tree they weren't supposed to eat of. And this is the verse, then the eyes of both of them were opened and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Their eyes were opened and they realized their mistake. Their eyes were opened and they realized that they had done something wrong and so immediately they made something to cover up what had been revealed because they weren't ready to deal with it. They had made a big mistake and it was gonna take God to walk them through it. We have to have the wisdom to face the past. We have to have courage to deal with the present. Third, is we've gotta have faith to believe that healing is possible. We have to have faith to believe that healing is possible. No one can drift so far that they can't find healing and hope again. There is, there is no offense so great that we cannot come back from. We can't drift so far away that God can't reach us. There is, there is nowhere on this earth, there is no negative place, there is no dark place, there is no sinful place, there is no struggling place, there is no mistake that we can continue to make over and over again that God can't reach into and pull us out of. Our God is much bigger than the situation that we're struggling with. Our God is bigger than the pain that we're carrying. Our God is bigger than the past. Our God is bigger than the struggle of the present. Our God is bigger than the, the questionable uncertainty of the future. We have a big God and it is faith in God that we need to develop so that we can deal with the dark spaces, the blind spots. No one can drift so far away from God and they can't find healing. One of the things we try to do as a church is we try to treat people with dignity and respect because we believe everyone is made in God's image. We try to welcome people with open arms and love people as they are. And we don't do that perfectly, but we're trying to grow in that and trying to continue to walk in that journey. And we love one another here. I think we have a great community that, that really loves and cares for one another, and we, we lift one another up in prayer, and we support one another when we have the opportunity. We, we care for one another as best we can. It's not perfect, but I think we're, we're doing okay. But better than this love that we experience, the better than this love that we can express, better than my love for you, and I do love all of you, I love our community, I love our church, I'm so thankful for this place. But more than our love for one another and more than my love for you, there's a God who knew the mess we were gonna get ourselves into, and he loved us enough to die anyway. There's a God who knew. He created us in our mother's womb. He, he searched us before we were born. He knew what was gonna happen. He numbered our days. He knew all of the words that we were gonna speak before we spoke them. He knew all the thoughts we were going to think before we thought them. There was a God who knew all of this stuff, who walked with us through all of the stuff, and he still loved us knowing that we were going to make these mistakes, and he sent his son to die on a cross for us. That's a big God. Therapy and self-help are good, but they're not enough to fix our brokenness. 
therapy and counseling and all of those things, I would highly recommend. If, if you're struggling with something, it's, it's a good place to go, but it's not the end. They will only get us so far. They will only kind of limp us along to a point where we feel like we're doing okay and then something else will happen and we'll fall back into the struggle. The only thing that can really pull us out of the, of the cycle and the habit and the pattern that we're wanting to get out of, the only thing that can truly pull us out is a faith in God, a faith in Jesus Christ. That is the only thing that will set us on a course for the future that is different from our past. So on that cross, Jesus took all of our brokenness. He took all of our sin. He took all of the things that we have done wrong and he took the price that needed to be paid for that sin, for, for those wrongdoings, the, the price, the ransom that had to be paid, the, the debt that we owed, and he paid it in that one act on the cross. And it's faith in Jesus Christ that brings us up from the pit. On the cross, Jesus took all of our brokenness and gave us freedom in exchange. Time doesn't heal all wounds. We have heard that before. But if you've been wounded, you know you can go a long time and not be healed from it. The only thing that can really heal the deep wounds we get in this life is God. We need to be walking with God to experience that faith. Romans 8. It's another popular verse that you've probably heard a bunch of times. If not, I want to share it with you. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. More than conquerors. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height or depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. In all of these things, and in this life that we've been called to, we are more than conquerors. Through him who loved us. In Christianity, there is no pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. A lot of practically almost all other faiths, all other religions, we don't call this a religion, but all other faiths in the world, you have to pull yourself up by the bootstraps. You have to be able to be strong enough and have enough willpower to do the right thing so that you can pull yourself up to a point where you can live the life that God has called you to live. Christianity does not do that. It is not my ability to live the perfect life that gives me freedom, that gives me faith, that gives me acceptance in Jesus Christ. It's the work that Jesus Christ did on the cross that freely gives me the freedom. That's how we're more than conquerors. It's not our ability to shed our past on our own. It's not our ability to deal with our present right now in our own strength and our own ability. It is the faith that we have in Jesus Christ that walks us through these things, that truly sets us free from our past. God is bigger than our history, and he's a lot more concerned with our destiny than he is with us staying the same. God is in the life change business. That's what he does. He wants to change our lives. He wants to move us forward in our walk with him. But to do that, we have to open our eyes. I'm gonna ask the band to come. We're going to 
sing a song. We're going to take communion together after that song. I just want to pray for us as they're coming. Let's bow our head and close our eyes together. And if you're here this morning and you're struggling with something, if you've got a past that you think would make any person blush, and if you think there's something that just can't be overcome, remember the verse we shared last week. Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus says, come to me. Come to me, and I'll give you rest. So this morning, I want to give you the opportunity to come. I want you to think, have you ever put your faith in Jesus Christ? Have you ever taken that step and put your faith in the one who died on the cross? Have you ever brought all your brokenness and pain, all your hurt, all your suffering, all of your struggles, and and laid them down at the foot of the cross and surrendered your life to the King of kings and Lord of lords? And if not, maybe today is your day. Maybe today is the day that you take that step and you put your faith in the one who designed you in your mother's womb, the one who created you, the one who knit you together with care, with tenderness, with compassion, and he puts you together with a plan. If you're not dead, God's not done. He has a plan for you. And all you have to do is start that journey today by putting your faith in Jesus Christ. We do that by admitting that we're sinners in need of a Savior, that if it were not for the work of Jesus Christ on the cross, I would have no hope, but because of what Jesus did, I have hope, and he paid the price for my sins. I believe in that. That is where belief and faith comes in. I put my faith in that work. I believe in Jesus Christ and what he did on that cross for me, and then I commit my life to following him from this point forward. I'm going to follow Jesus Christ. I'm going to walk with him every day. If you're here and you haven't done that yet, we're going to take communion. We're going to remember that sacrifice that Jesus made. And I just offer these elements to you as a symbol of God's undying love. We offer these as the body of Christ, that Jesus Christ died for you, even if you haven't believed yet, that Jesus died for you. And here at the foot of the cross, we can find freedom and forgiveness. Father, I pray that you would give us faith. Give us the faith to to open our eyes and let you reveal these things to us. Let us discover the things in our life that are holding us back and let us see them for what they are. Let us not see them as things that, that are better than you. Let us not see them as things that we desire more than you. But Father, I pray that you'd let us see them as baggage. That even though we may enjoy whatever this thing is, we may really cherish whatever this thing is, that there may be something you want us to give up so that we can have more of you in our life. Father, I pray that you would open our eyes and our minds so that we can know them, so that we can see those things, that we can deal with them and get them behind us and walk more with you in the future today. Father, I pray that you would help us to find freedom, and I pray that you would, as we walk on this journey together over the next five weeks, that you would give us that freedom that we so desperately need from the things that are weighing us down so that we can go into the future
as a church ready to serve and minister and care for a lost and dying world. Father, give us that faith to believe in the work of Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection to eternal life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.